Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Dot Differently. This is Jeremy Kalinowski. I'm back with you now for another week. And we are studying today page Kuf Mem Tet 149. Uh, today we're going to, the page is going to close off with a fanciful agotic passage that is a, a passage of lore about the wickedness of Nebuchadnezzar, the, the uh, Babylonian king, and his predilection for what else? Homosexual rape, and there's a, I guess, I guess it's funny, uh, passage in which he's, he's going to try to rape the king Tzidkiyahu, but his foreskin grows 300 cubits long. And that, oddly enough, is seen to be a, a great shame to Nebuchadnezzar. I don't know, I think maybe there are certain people who would think that that was a reward. But there's, a, there's an ethical uh, teaching on our page, which is kind of interesting. There is a claim that if uh, somebody is punished for wounding you, and you are glad that God punishes them for wounding you, uh, then you yourself are expelled from the divine precincts. That, that is to say, you know, justice is good, but you shouldn't enjoy it too much if your enemies suffer God's justice. You should love all people. And uh, so even Navot, who is the victim of King Ahab's uh, treachery, uh, is punished, says the Talmud, because he was, uh, he was happy that God, that God in turn punished Ahab. That teaching, by the way, comes in the name, very interesting name, of Rabbi Yaakov uh, Berah Debat Yaakov, Rabbi Jacob, the son of the daughter of Jacob. Now, of course, you're probably aware that in, in the Talmud we normally give people's names by their patronymic, their father's name. Uh, Rashi doesn't say anything here, but in, in another passage in the Talmud uh, where, this, where this same teacher is mentioned, Rashi says that that is because his own biological father was not a good guy, and so therefore they omit his name. I think this is kind of interesting uh, to give him the matronymic, or at least the grand patronymic, his, his mother's, he's the, the son of the daughter of Jacob. Uh, I think this is kind of interesting because, first of all, we see in our own time, in my own shul, it's not that uncommon that people, because they have bad relationships with their biological father or mother, don't want to be called by that person's name when they come to the Torah. I think that our Talmud passage sets a precedent. Perhaps it's also possible that this, this Rabbi Yaakov's father was not Jewish at all. Uh, that's certainly a phenomenon in our own, own uh, world. So this figure and the way the Talmud refers to him uh, as the son of the daughter of Jacob may be a precedent, or I think is a precedent, for a certain degree of freedom and, uh, shall we say, autonomy in choosing your own name. Not everybody has the exact same form of name. That's not what the page is mostly about, though. The page is mostly about uh, reading non-religious documents, specifically on Shabbat. That it, is, uh, it is said that you shouldn't read anything, a, all kinds of things that you shouldn't read on Shabbat, uh, lest you come to erase, lest you inadvertently come to erase uh, what is written there. You scratch something out, you, you've got the example they have here is you've got uh, a list of guests coming to dinner, you don't have enough food, so you scratch somebody's name off. So 
if that's the case, we shouldn't we just shouldn't be doing any writing at all. Even if the writing is totally inaccessible, even if it's way up on the wall, we shouldn't we shouldn't be doing any writing. And uh, that is the prevailing reason why, lest you come to erase. But it also says, lest you come to read shtare hediotot, uh, secular documents. Now, what constitutes secular documents? What are the things that you're not supposed to read on Shabbat? I think we can all agree, not only modern people, but the, the classical Talmud readers, agree that business documents are certainly not to be read on Shabbat. That is uh, both likely to cause you to make some notations, to make some additions or erasures. So that's a bad idea. Um, but the, uh, there's also the question, the, what's called in uh, halakhic literature, uvdin dechol, ma'aseh shelchol, the deeds of the week. And uh, you should do things differently. You shouldn't pursue your own interests in business on Shabbat. You should be focused on uh, divine matters. You should be po- focused on Torah on Shabbat. The rabbis are not, uh, they're not pluralists about the things that are worthy activities. They think pretty much one thing is worthy activities, Torah study. So, uh, Rambam, Maimonides, Rambam, uh, restricts this shtare hadyotot, these secular documents, to uh, business accounts. Uh, uh, the Tosafot agree with him. Uh, however, Rashi, this is quite interesting, Rashi on our page uh, also refers to them as business documents, but when this same topic was taken up about uh, 30 days ago on page 117 here, uh, 116, rather, in Tractate Shabbat, Rashi said that uh, that reading even a letter of greeting counted as divrei had yotot, as eshtarei had yotot, as, uh, as secular documents. So you shouldn't even read, shouldn't even read your own personal mail. Um, in practice, nowadays, uh, I think people are a little bit more lenient about this. You will find even in very religious communities, people read those who read newspapers will read them on Shabbat, or uh, they'll read the kosher kinds of newspapers. Um, but it, the truth is that secular secular reading, we, we, we may, in my corners of the world, think is very common and appropriate for Shabbat. Actually, according to the rules on the books, not so appropriate. And uh, you'll find plenty of communities that won't, that won't look kindly on that. Um, our uh, Shulchan Aruch, in fact, rules that it's not so good to read Sichat Chulin, that it's re- to read uh, entertaining secular matters on Shabbat, or uh, or even in the weekdays, not too not too good because it incites the Yetzer Hara, but the Ashkenazi incites the uh, evil impulse, all that crazy stuff you read about in the newspapers. But the Rama, Rabbi Moshe Isserlis, who is writing within the Shulchan Aruch, says it's okay to read secular material if it's at least written in Hebrew. <laughs> I don't I don't quite know what he imagines. I guess he imagines that if he's reading. He lived in Krakow. I guess he's imagining if he's reading uh, the literature of non-Jews, that, that can only be bad. Um, the reason, one of the reasons that is given about this, I have to say, is somewhat troubling. Um, the Talmud at the bottom of 149a uh, says that it's, it's not good ever to look at pictures, um, certainly to look at sculptures. Parentheses here, the Tosafot tell us that that means specifically idolatrous sculptures, but things that are decorative, it's okay to look at those. But why should, even on a weekday, you shouldn't look at pictures, you shouldn't look at portraits. Why? Uh, Talmud says, Al tifnu el ha'elilim, do not turn 
towards foreign gods, quotation from Leviticus 19, uh, what is the meaning of this, says, says Rabbi Hanin in, in the Talmud there? Don't turn to what comes from your own heart. Uh, I, I must say, I, I, can't, I can't go with Rabbi Hanin on this, that, that we are supposed to only look at God's cre- creations and not the imaginings of human creators as well. I, I actually think the opposite is true. I think, as uh, Rabbi Soloveitchik said, we are always called upon to be co-creators of, uh, of the world along with God. He probably would restrict that to religious creations, but I think that artistic and aesthetic creations, the likewise. So uh, I, I'm afraid this is a page that leaves me a little bit cold about the narrowness of the rabbinic, uh, rabbinic view of the world, but so it is. That's today's page, and I thank you for joining me, and I look forward to learning with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.